Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. Hey, it's cold and it's Saturday and we're in a garage. That can only mean one thing. Breakfast beers with the Ross family? That and the fact that it is episode three of the Ross Family Matters podcast. And here we are again, gentlemen. We've made it three episodes. We have not yet been canceled. A lot of TV shows get axed after episode two. Yep. So we're still here. So now we're kind of on the same level as uh, Give Me a Break with Del Carter. Perhaps. Come on, that went a long time. It's hard to get canceled from a podcast, bro. I'll tell you. <laughs> if there's anybody that can do it, it's us. We'd figure it out. Hot shot, Scott Williams. To my left is the one and only, quickly on the mend, Jack Spade, across from me, Prodigy. And, of course, to my right, the patriarch of the Ross family, Vic the Stick Ross. Hey, it's not so cold in here. I'm all right. Yeah. It'd be a lot warmer if I could wear my hat. Well, we, uh, we are literally recording this at about 8.30 in the morning. Before you open that, can you just tell me exactly how that specific hat keeps you warm? Uh, I put it on my the, head. Describe for the audience what type of a hat it is. Well, first of all, I can tell you that it is very cold out here today. Uh, I wore my fur coat. Okay. And I would typically wear my, my fedora with my fur coat because I like to be classy. What about your European carry-all? Would you wear that with that? Uh, I do not I do not have a merce. Okay. Uh, that's not something that I have. Do you have ladies of the evening out on the track? <laughs> you know, I caught a lot of shit yesterday. I'm going to just... Interesting side note, I went to a haunted house last night, okay? Oh. I went to a haunted house, the last time I went to a haunted house, I, I don't even think I was 21 yet, so you're talking at least 15 years okay. since I've been to a haunted house. First things first, did you know it's $46 a person to get into a haunted oh, house right fuck now? Out of what here. haunted I'm house did you go to? Hills, uh, Red Lobster? The Hill haunted has Red Lobster? Eyes. No, the Hill has oh, eyes. Oh, I knew that was $46 because so, my stepdaughter works. The Hill has <laughs> eyes and gold! Gold! Hey, the hill has eyes. Oh. Calm down. Pardon there's me, only doctor. one hill, okay? Sorry. But anyway, so I go and there's $46 to get Yikes. in. Now, I rarely get an opportunity to go out, so yesterday I went out in a suit. I wore my full suit with a tie and everything. <laughs> you you and wore then, a You went to a haunted house hang on in a second. suit? You know what I think? <laughs> I think that the price of the haunted house was like 12 bucks, and then they saw <laughs> High Roller Jim ski pull up in his suit, and they were like, well, fuck this guy, 46 no. bucks. They said, let's charge him 50, and they went, 50? So, He's not wearing a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> so in all that, so the, the, to actually get into the Hill Has Eyes is $36. There's a VIP entrance where you get to skip the line, which, by the way, that line is ridiculous. You wait for about 45 minutes per house to get into, and I think there's like three or four different houses that you get to walk into through the whole process. Did you see Megan? Uh, I don't know if we saw Megan or not, because it's very, very dark, there's yeah. lots of costumes, and if she was there, I'm assuming she was pretty dressed up. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't like see her in particular. Um, but it, it was a really, really cool experience, but they caught up with me right away and they said, hey, nobody walks in here wearing a suit. I've never in all of my years doing this, have I've seen a guy walk in here in a suit. What the hell are you wearing a suit for? And I said, hey, man, you got to look classy. You have to, okay? When you get those moments to go out, you got to look classy. You were hoping to turn a corner and they'd be like, oh, excuse me, sir. And then they tried to give us a free VIP pass. They were going to upgrade us for free 
but I had already paid for it. So instead of them giving me $20 worth of free beer, they were like, oh, good job. You already got the VIP. See you later. But either way, it was a good time. So, uh, my point of the fedora, got to look classy. So if you, if you learn anything from Ann Jim... Um, Whoa. With Jim. With Jim. <laughs> if you learn anything from with Jim, mm. it's that if you dress for success, you'll get free things. Well, that's how it usually works, right? The rich people get the free stuff. I don't also, know how that always works. shout out to Megan for scaring the pants off of people. Yeah. Yes. Out at the hill has eyes. So before we and get gold. before we get started and before people click off this this show, I want you to know you can hit us up on Facebook if you have questions. Because that fedora, I feel like we we go through these shows and we end up with more questions in that hat before, before than we even start. Mm. So and we'll actually today take a picture of the fedora full of questions and right. we'll post it on the page. Yeah. So you guys know we're not full of shit. Yeah. Well, we're going to try to quick hit a few of these today. We're going to get through them, I think, a little bit quicker than normal. I think last show we did all three. Two. Two. Two? two? We yeah, did ring amazing. announcing and Rebels. But well, it was, yeah, but you had to figure one, like, one of those was going to be a long one. Rebels was going to be a long yeah. There's a lot of history there. Uh, let's kick it off today with best 1980s action TV shows. Oh, man. Oh, God. I get to go last. I'm going to go 18. Well, motherfucker, it is the 18th. Okay, okay. Now I would agree with you guys, but I'm going to take the time to crap on the 18th for a minute. Oh right. goddamn it! Okay, because as much as I like the show, I feel there's two things that stood out to me. I feel like they never really had a script. Instead, they just had a couple of wheels that you would spin, like the wheels at the festival. And one of them would be, for example, the plot. So they'd spin the wheel, and they go, today it'll be an evil landlord. All right, now we need a location. <laughs> spin the wheel. In El Salvador. <laughs> so, they, so, and then it, so you knew something's where I was going to happen. How did uh, uh, Barakas get there? Well, he, w- he would be afraid to fly, so they'd have to knock him out. Right. right. So, uh, Face would try to hit on the daughter, sister, mom, or wife. No doubt. And, of course, Hannibal would love it when a plan came together. And Murdoch would always have a new gimmick, depending on their locale. Crazy fool. Right. Like when they were in the, uh, the stunt rodeo, he was, he was a clown. Right. Right. So, they didn't have to practice. They but what I always found funny, when I found this out later, do you know George Pappard, who played Hannibal, would openly every episode fight with producers about the script what did you think you were signing up for no, hamlet hang on in fairness to george papard he was a legit actor i know he was in big time stuff like breakfast at tiffany's but he okay. took this role what did he think he, he took was the taking? role to dress comfortably and shoot guns and smoke cigars for free well <laughs> in a lizard suit no less in a lizard suit yes all right what's yours Lane? well i'm gonna give you two underrated ones okay all right. So first one, Matlock. Not <laughs> an action. Right, hold on. Hold on. Hear me out. Matlock. That's number one. It had right? a great theme. It's an action show. Number two, Perry Mason. Again, okay. action show. Also not in the 80s. It was in the <laughs> yeah. 80s. There was some Perry Mason. No. By the 80s, he was in his 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, man. That courtroom action... Top notch. Bullshit. I mean, it's Top no night court, though. You keep uh, that up, and this show uh, will be called With Jim at, and Maybe Lane. Okay, so I don't want to say 18 because you already did, so I'm going to throw one out there to see who remembers it. Riptide. Oh, I remember Riptide. I not don't for, even Not for the better. That. I don't remember Riptide. I don't remember Airwolf. There was a boat. Yeah, Airwolf, I do remember. Riptide had yeah. a boat. I don't remember Knight Rider, really. 
Oh, oh yeah, Night Rider is a good one. Knight yeah, Rider yeah, Night Rider was a good one. It was amazing. What about? Would you consider? I know it was a cop show per se, but would you consider Magnum PI more of an action? Because they always seem to be more peril for Tom Selleck than actual um, crime solving. Well, he was a private investigator, right? So right. he wasn't really solving crimes; he was like locating people. Yeah, and whatnot. yeah, yeah. The social but, injustice action in the heat of the night—that was pretty solid. Don't talk shit about it in the heat of the night. <laughs> I like that show. Okay, and you got to be there early to catch the theme song. Just say it. What's the theme song to "In the Heat of the Night"? If it's not in the heat of the night, that's yeah. exactly what yeah, it is. In the heat of the night. So, Vic, you got anything else that you want to throw out there? Nope. Motherfucker. <laughs> I literally just showed you a picture of the Dukes of Hazard while I asked you that. When question. did that show end? Was it 1985? Okay, yeah. Right. About fucking three years too late. It started in that's 1979 and it ended in 1985. And got a spinoff. It mu it might have been one of the greatest sort of racist shows. The racism part's unfortunate. Hey guys. But it was a really good show. Hey guys, it's Tuesday at 8. What are you watching? Enos. Yeah. Okay, here's the Ooh, thing. Ooh, a black guy. I wonder if he's a good guy or a bad I, guy. I would have, I would have given you a little bit more props on Dukes of Hazard, except they went one full season, not the last season. Yes. Not even the end of their with run. Imposters. With uh, imposters. Okay. Come on, Can man. They're imposters. Can you name them? Coy and Vance? Yes. Coy yeah. and Vance were the cousins, okay? But how did they get the General Lee? They, you know what? It doesn't matter, okay? It happened. They tag team Daisy to get the keys and the rights to that fucking. And oh, yeah. Daisy was like another cousin too, so they well, may have not South. even been on the same it's side the of the South. family. Yeah. They could have been unrelated, so all the grab ass made sense. Yeah. But were they Dukes? Uh, they were. They dukes. were. They were Dukes. <laughs> it gets it gets blurry. There are two. Oh, there are two names <laughs> in Hazard County. One of them is Duke. And the other one is Hog. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I said we were going to go a little bit quicker on things today, and I don't think we're going to be able to. Seven Rivers Wrestling is the next one up. Oh, I could go quick on that. I don't remember doing more than one show for them. If it was River City, I'd have some fond memories. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Seven Rivers. Um, we ended up in Seven Rivers through Jason Masters, I believe. Mm -hmm. Wow, he actually got people a booking. Yes. Wow. Yes, he did. Usually, usually he costs people bookings. I'll get into that when we so, talk River City someday. With Seven Rivers, um, it was we did the, one of the Harley shows mm -hmm. at for SWE out in West Bend. Yeah, that was a Seven, Seven Rivers show. No, no, no that, that was, was an SWE. SWE. Oh, I see. You're how? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but right from that show, we went out to. Lacrosse. On Alaska, I, to be precise. I don't remember if he told us that we were booked and we weren't actually booked. Or. No, in fairness to him, and I shouldn't be fair to him, because you stood laying up on Thursday, uh, I'm pretty sure he was up front with the fact that he was booked and we were tagging along. Okay. But we were already on the road for one show, and what the hell? Yeah, what's another four hours? So let me let me just make sure, because again, I told you, I've said this many times. I I have like eighty percent retention on things, but then I forget some of the smaller details. The show we did in 
where uh, uh, Masters hurt his arm. We had the hospital. That visit. was a Seven Rivers okay. restaurant. Okay, all right. Show. Then I maybe yeah. I was on more than one. Yeah. See, it gets kind of blurry with Seven Rivers because Seven Rivers and River City now have the same structure, basically. Right. Correct. Same ownership. Um, the biggest thing with Seven Rivers and River City is the, and you know, I'll be as uh, straightforward as I can. The talent level in River City is going to be a little bit better than what right because I'm not on those shows. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there specifically, but there's a lot. Uh, I feel like the wrestlers on the River City show are possibly a little bit better in ring than the Seven Rivers. I think that's that's more than fair, and I think that again we'll talk. I'm sure River City at some point. I think they've continued to get better. If they were good when they started, even um, I think their talent, their roster is really solid, and they seem to be a little bit more of a melting pot. If that's a good term. From people from other companies working up there, and they are bringing in people from the Milwaukee area, Illinois, Zimbabwe, the Dakotas. So I have the same problem with Scott when it comes to the memory. Um, Shock Top, Shock Top was Seven Rivers. Rivers. That was Seven Rivers. See, what I remember about Seven Rivers was not necessarily the shows, although I did enjoy myself going there and working the shows. I remember the after parties. I remember having so much fun after the shows. In fact, Vic, you were probably the least drunk out of us uh, for the shock top. I don't know. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm being dead serious. I said, and this is not pride, everybody, I set a long-distance drunk driving record that night. Yikes. From Winona, Minnesota. To Menominee Falls, to my front door in Milwaukee, Things the south side of Milwaukee. I also set a record for most counties vomited in. <laughs> he so did. He did. That was amazing. So, <laughs> like, Fusion Pro Wrestling is where the Ross family really became the Ross family. It's where it was created. We basically wrote it into our angles there. SWE is where you would probably see the Ross family develop itself as a stable with you know promos and like an actual identity on a screen seven rivers wrestling is probably where you see the ross family get a reputation (laughs) outside of wrestling because we're in a stranger area for us we're not going home to separate places at the end of the night we're staying in hotels um we're going out after the shows we're not with our significant others. One of uh, us started drinking before the shows. <laughs> well, yeah. That uh, happens over so, here. So let me say this, though. You're right about that because... Uh, but I, I'm going to share my favorite story then since I don't have as many Seven River stories. Yeah. The Winona show where the whole town was going to fight Jason Masters. Caledonia. Caledonia. I'm sorry. We all were out there to back them up. The whole bar emptied out. You had wrestlers taking on the townies. Except for Steve Stardom, who stayed in a bar working a rat. He was going to get that <laughs> pussy by hook or by crook. We, when, when the whole building came back in to, to what would have been empty. When I'm saying empty, the bartenders were, everybody was outside except Stardom and his prey. Picture the Muppet movie <laughs> when Kermit announced drinks were on the house and everybody was on the roof. So, yes, the also popular Muppet movie reference. To get that full story, so earlier that 
night they did a show in Caledonia. It's the only show we've ever been to in Caledonia. It was actually a nice building, it if was I remember nice straight too. Yeah. Um, but those little Minnesota towns, you don't really. There's not a, much of a draw there. Um, and I believe Jason Masters took a spot where he went from the inside of the ring on the top rope to the outside of the ring through a table yep. and landed on his shoulder. And I broke my shoulder. Oh, damn, I broke my shoulder. Uh, Monica, I broke my shoulder, Monica. <clears throat> so we're in Caledonia, which is 45 minutes to an hour away from the nearest hospital. There's a... Tell everybody why it was so far. Because it's in the past, he ain't gonna yeah. get in trouble yeah. for it. Anymore. Yeah, why did we have why did you have why to did go you have an to hour drive him so far to a hospital? <laughs> because he was under probation. He couldn't leave the state. The state of Wisconsin. But you said we were in Minnesota. We definitely were <laughs> in Minnesota. I don't know what the statute of limitations are, but you know, nobody if you're in law enforcement Yes, because all the police that are listening, they're, just, they're not worried at all about Vic's drunken driving. Right, all the way right, but the that state. probation violation. <laughs> Set a record for the longest trip driven on those little ribs on the side of the road. And wake you up when you're I, drunk. I really needed those. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Uh, big props to I the guy. I fell asleep there. Big props to the guy who invented those because we're still alive. They're ribbed for your safety. <laughs> so I drive Buck back. Yes. All the way over the border. To lacrosse. To lacrosse, yeah. to the hospital. And they get there, and then they want to give him painkillers through IV. And he, no, no needles. Oh, I hate needles. He just jumped off a top rope through a table and possibly broke his arm, and he doesn't want a needle going into his arm. To also, he has going. tattoos. <laughs> yeah, right. Also funny. Um and all the time, you guys are there. So he, he's there. He gets treated. They do x-rays or whatever. I'm pretty sure he, he turned out to be, what, sprained? Sprained, something. yeah. Subligated shoulder. And so Vic and I are at the after party while you, Monica, and Masters are tending to him. But that never it never stops Masters from, from a good party. He was going to get that sling on as quick as he could and make it back over to... To, uh, uh, where were we again? Caledonia. Caledonia. See, I knew it was a, there was a city in, in, in Wisconsin. He guys made it back in time for a near brawl yes. to start. So apparently there was, so a couple fun things happened this night. And maybe we shouldn't tell all the stories. Bring it. So Bring it. This was the night that, um, you were, uh, Holding some titties. I was drinking quite a bit. <laughs> Tell everybody about Say Girl. Alright, so back in the day, which was typically a Friday or Saturday, uh, we'd go on these road trips and I would drink heavily <laughs> and then I would begin the game called Say Girl. And how Say Girl is played is you approach a female you don't necessarily know, you extend your hand out palm up, and you say, say girl, dramatic pause, let me hold a titty. Now when you say that, you leave the dramatic, you don't say dramatic pause out loud, you just say that in your head. Right. Now let me tell you, I would hear this and I would assume that the success rate was minimal, right? You would think that. <laughs> Not in Caledonia. In, in Caledonia, Minnesota, I believe I lost count at 13 titties 
and then taught Nick Regner how to play the game. And Nick, don't let your fiance listen to this. This is before her, but she may not like it. Nick later came up to me, drunk as shit, and proclaimed, Vic, I've held so many titties tonight. <laughs> Caledonia was also the first time I remember Kid Riot wearing his mask for the after party and oh. refusing to take it off. That could be. Yeah. That could be. I remember What I remember most about that after party was the weirdest this conversation I had with Jesse Von Ruden about... The most nonsensical things, because Jesse Van Ruden decided to have a few drinks that night. He did. So it was. Didn't you guys have a, a baby fight? You just fire off you and Von Ruden. You did. That yes. Night? It's you very did. possible. Yes. With, it, yes. Uh, he had Regner as his hype man, I believe. That's because we were fighting over a rat. <laughs> yeah. We were wing. So Regner was wingmanning for Von Ruden. Yep. Scott was my wingman. Yep. And somehow Scott ended up with the woman. What? Well, he didn't end up. He didn't end up with her. <laughs> um, actually, no. Von Rudin did. That, Von Rudin I don't did. know if that they was dated. a win or a loss. Oh. <laughs> but uh, so all of this is happening inside the bar. <clears throat> okay. At one point, Vic the Stick Ross may have disappeared outside to play the follow-up game to Say Girl, which is called "Let Me Put My Face in Them." <laughs> <laughs> was this outside the bar? It, it was. You know what, let me tell you, that, that may have actually been the downfall of 7RW. Good job. You think so? I think it you might have had I, an end. I pulled the plug by rubbing my face in some titties? So let me... In the, in the owner's fucking I, 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 Honestly, I think the I think the downfall would have been the brawl that ended... The, the near brawl, because it put a lot of light on the fact that wrestlers came into the local bar... And almost start a riot, but I'll, I, I, I'm going to defend Jason Masters, which, you know, he did not start. So he's outside with his sling, um, trying to, you know, have a couple beers, and there's two guys having an argument. N- nothing had anything to do with him, but he's trying to, you know, he's vocal, he's trying to play peacemaker, but not being obnoxious, which is rare, right? It is rare. So he's like, come on, guys, it's not that bad. You guys should just shake hands. To which the other guy looks at him and says, yeah, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fight almost started. So they surrounded this one-armed black man, and I make that a point because he was the only one in the building, and also the only one in town, and probably the only one in the Tri-County area. <laughs> and somebody sticks their head and says, Fight! And everybody bails out. And it was everybody, of course, except uh, um, Steve Stardom and his his uh, his friend. <laughs> and everybody's surrounding each other. It's your typical bar fight where nobody was really throwing punches yet. Until, and then we see a cop car drive by. And everybody said, well, we better go in and stay woke. So, Well, so uh, this fight taught me a couple things, okay? Number one... It taught me that if you are from the big time city and you are in a rural area and you are friends with the one African American gentleman there, you are allowed to use the N word disparagingly towards white people. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> that I think was a they lesson. Go with black now. That I'm I was staying as politically correct as possible. Right. Um, but I learned that you can do that because you by proxy, are in that grouping. 
being an being from an urban area. Compared to I, the people. I think, I think with Masters, maybe you were able to pull it off. Try that shit with DC once. Compared, yeah. See how that goes. Yeah, Compared to the people of Caledonia, we were hood, G. Yeah. Uh, um, huh. And uh, I learned that, you know, a one woman can hold a, or get a whole town to fight you. Let me tell you, like, most of the places that we went for these shows... It was, uh, the townies were the worst. It was a predominantly yeah, white yes, city. Yes, the townies, there wasn't a whole yes. lot going on. There would be like two cute girls in the entire town, and they were more than taken. And Masters is a confident dude. And when he drinks, he just gets more liquid courage. So he'll sit there and stare at you girls. And he'll sit there, and you play Say Girl, Let Me Hold a Titty. He plays Say Girl, My Fingers Are in Your Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, and they hate Masters because he's a smooth motherfucker. Oh, oh, we want to admit it or not, uh, that dude's got some Okay, play. but you know what? I think that would be hated anywhere. But that dude's Whether got some tough. play. And so these girls, yeah, yeah, that part was probably no good. Yeah. But these girls that he would stare at were interested in him. And that drove these fucking yeah, towns. because he looks like Andre 3000. He's famous. He does look like Andre. He looks like Andre 3000 and his dick neck is smooth as egg. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. I, that's nothing new because the, the early, the early uh, opportunity that I got to witness stuff like that happen is when I was 18 and playing junior college baseball in Centerville, Iowa. And every player on the, uh, on the Indian Hills baseball team was from Chicago, Kansas City, or Milwaukee. Guess what? The townies hated all of us. Right. Because Centerville, Iowa is right on the border of Iowa, Missouri, and it's pretty rural. Now, I'd like to get just one last story for 7RW in, and it really has nothing to do with the Fed. It has more to do with Vic. We're, hang on a second. Hang on a second. We got There's some. actually going to be more than one more thing. Yeah. Because I've got a couple in my head right now. I'll say one more thing for me then. Okay. okay? Um, let's talk about the strip club for a second. You weren't even there. That's why I'm asking you to talk about it. There's Which a strip one? club in I've heard the story. It's Caledonia? You know, I wish I could tell you. Story? I wish I could tell you exactly where it was. It was the four but miles. Strip that was, yeah, but that was the night I set the long distance record. So, oh, driving back. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Steamboat days. Well, yeah. wait, I was going to say, because if I remember the story you telling me, you guys had an outdoor show that night. It was outdoors. It was right on the, uh, the Mississippi River. Right on. Uh, and Jim was there. It was Father's Day, but he did not come with us on the way home. He rode home with Coyote. That's right. Passing out hand jibbers and confidence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was an outdoor show on Father's Day on the banks of the Mississippi. Right. Uh, Ross family two-man boy band went number one. Hold Jason, on a second. The two-man boy band was in the Ross family? Because Lane said me. Well, one of them was. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Anyway, uh, number two was Jason Masters. So we were one so, and so two. you guys were first And up. we were finished. And we go back. We go back. We get handed drink chips. Like three like, or four. No, like six or seven. <laughs> three or four hands. Six or seven. And then we take it up there, and we're expecting a cup of beer in return. But it's the last day of the festival, and the beer's already paid for. So now these chips aren't good for one cup of beer. They're good for one pitcher oh boy. of beer. Yikes. This was a good time. And we start sucking up pretty heartily. Max I think I watched 25 minutes 
of Jason Masters and Jack Spade smacking the concrete, baby putting their fists fire. up in their air, yeah, and saying, fire. come on, come on. Babyface fire, which was taught to me by Angel Armani. Uh-huh. The proper way to show babyface fire. Young wrestlers, the proper way to show babyface fire is to get so fed up, you smack the mat with both fists, you bring them up, and then you go, come on, you son of a bitch. So well, or come minutes, on, you son of a... <laughs> 25 minutes of watching Jack Spade do it, then watching Masters do it. Then watching Jack Spade do it, then watching Masters do it. Now, we had had so many pictures at that point that that shit was hilarious for 25 minutes. Also, I saw fireworks that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a beer drank from a man's crotch. Oh, I did gosh. do that. Wow. I did do that. Uh, so anyway, in the I course... I remember seeing Steve Stardom wear a shirt that was actually... It fit him. It was under... One of the shirts that didn't fit him, but that's, he, he actually, it wasn't a belly shirt underneath his belly. That shirt actually fits him now. Keep um, eating mummy pops and your <laughs> shirts will start fitting like that. But, uh, yeah, I watched fireworks with my pants down. Yep. Uh, Jason Masters kept the pitcher in his crotch, so I poured some beer from his crotch and drank it. Um, the fireworks ended the festival. Yeah. We yep. were going to leave, so we were piling in our car, and we were trying to find a place to go. We went to the bar that was kitty uh, corner. Hang on a second. We met this townie. Uh-oh. Yeah. We met this townie. Cletus? A rare townie who didn't hate us. Okay. And, and he, he asked if we wanted to go to a bar. And we were like, drunk as shit. So fuck yeah, we wanted to go to a bar. So we went to a regular bar. Uh-huh. We shot a game of pool. Uh-huh. We had a couple of drinks. Uh-huh. And then the townie asked the loaded question. Hey, you guys want to go to a shitty strip club? Tube sock titties. Those are the best. And I was like... Oh, Jerry was there? <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, I want to go to a shitty strip club. So he leaves his 10-speed... Legit. 10 legit 10-speed. Okay. 10 10 speed. And jumps in the car with us. Oh, boy, that's never good. And we drive to this strip club. Did he tell you to stop at this house? He was just going to run in for a minute? Nope. Nope. No, Get no, some meth? No janky shit like that. <laughs> okay. So, so we go into the strip club, and there are exactly two patrons. Oh, my. In addition to the four of us. So you tripled their business. Yeah, exactly. All right. So... We so actually, who were the f- oh, master? We actually ended up quadrupling their business because as soon as we walked in, those two guys left. Oh, yikes. Okay. So it's myself, Jason Masters, Jack Spade, and Townie. And Townie. Okay. And Jack okay. Spade is out of money. So Jack Spade is broke as a joke, and <laughs> I buy him a beer, and he sits down at the bar. Well, so how come Masters? Masters usually bankrolls those things. Well, because the beer was free at the other places. Right. So, in any event, myself, Jason Masters, and Townie sit down at... Uh, what do you call it? The stage. Right. Yeah, Sit down at the stage. Right. Okay? Or you're like eye level to their ankles. And the girl that was on the stage when we walked in literally finished as we walked in and the two guys left. Can you describe this girl real quick? Not that one, no. Oh. But she wasn't good. I guess I can tell you that. Then that's not the one I'm referring to. She had an ass like she was from Tennessee. <laughs> What? No ass. <laughs> like Peyton Manning? Like, no, like <laughs> no one in the state of Tennessee has an ass. Okay. Something that we noticed when we were in Nashville, you know how like asses here kind of bloom out like a like a flower? Yeah. 
Those ones kind of suck those in. Those kind of suck in, like the hole is trying to bring in ah. the outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we sit down at the stage. The new girl, her song starts, played on a jukebox, by the way. Oh, that's classy. She takes the towel and wipes down the pole, which is usually an encouraging sign that not only is she clean, but she's also going to, you know, incorporate the pole. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Why would in you her wipe act. Otherwise? So she finishes wiping down the pole. She throws the towel on the ground and immediately comes over to the three of us and retrieves one American dollar from the three of us. At least it was American. She then turns... Walks three steps to where the pole is, puts her fingers on the pole, walks around it in a circle, like didn't even hang on the pole in a twist, <laughs> literally just lightly touched the pole, came back, and wanted additional American uh, money. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, I was real drunk, as I may have mentioned, and I said, hey, you going to do anything for this dollar? Not the right question. Of course not. She got mad and walked to the far end of the stage where there was a clock. Like an old school? An old, like, like literally from an old school. <laughs> okay. okay? <laughs> and pointed at it and said, you see this clock? If you don't give me money, you're not going to see anything for 45 minutes. For the next 45 minutes. Which I can assume would be bar clothes. Uh-huh. Now, while I was drunk, I was also, surprise, surprise, argumentative. Oh, no. <laughs> Never seen this guy before. And I pointed out that while it's true, if I didn't give her any money, I wouldn't see anything for the next 45 minutes, she would also not be making any money for the <laughs> next 45 minutes. At which point, she called for the bouncer. Oh, boy. The bouncer showed up on my right. And I want you to know that Harley Hellcat's got a twin out there somewhere. Because <laughs> when I heard the guy say, you gotta go, and I turned my head to look at him, we were almost eye to eye, but I was still sitting. <laughs> so let me get this straight. The bouncer's going to kick out the only four customers. The only paying patrons. Eh, patron. Patrons. You were the only... Nope. You were the only patron. Like, no, the freeloaders were going to leave too, but you were the only one with money. Masters and the guy also tipped. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's because you there. weren't there. New part of the story. You were fucking handy confidy. I understand that I was not there. <laughs> anyway. You say I've heard the story before. Anyway. He says, you have to go. And I say to him, really? And he says, yeah. And I said, okay. And then I stood up. And it looked like Godzilla was about to run loose on Tokyo. Except I was calm and I walked over to the bar and I stood next to Lane. Who was the, very drunk. And one of the townsfolk from Lilliput came over and he said, no, all the way. And then I told him, listen, I paid $4 for this beer and I'm going to drink it. So fuck off. And he did. <laughs> and then we set the long distance record. For drunk driving. 
in one night. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our Spotlight in the Squared Circle segment where we highlight local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Hi, yeah. Hey, everybody. This is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy Gaming. Check us out. Yes, I'll take my eggs over easy, and I'll take my podcast, Deach and Dash. That's right, the Deach and Dash podcast hosted by me, gorgeous Jordy Lee, available via the Grapple Talk Network. It's about to get weird. We're going to talk some wrestling, maybe, some life, probably, and I'm definitely going to ask whether you prefer ketchup or mustard. Catch us via the Grapple Talk Network and wherever iPods are available to you. iPods or podcasts? God, I'm the worst. Hey guys, this is AC Riley reminding you to check out The Riley Factor only on the Grapple Talk Network. Join me as I talk wrestling, interview wrestlers in my Spotlight and Squared Circle segment, and much, much more. What are you waiting for? Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the Grapple Talk Network today. And as always, support independent wrestling. Okay, I'm going to do an offshoot. This has nothing to do with this topic, but I'm just going to share a quick, uh, terrible strip club story. Okay. And it was where when Texas Jays, which is still terrible, used to be solid gold, which was really terrible. You remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for whatever reason, this had to be 10 years ago, our group was playing volleyball at Fat Daddy's. We decided, you know, Nick Blowett was there, my brother, my sister. We decided we were going to go to solid gold. Cause Before you go any further, I just want to point out, Nick Blowett, one of the professional douchebags of the world. Oh, yeah. But go ahead. Oh, yeah, 100%. So anyway, um, we're sitting there, and there's a very marginal woman trying to entertain us on the stage. <laughs> and how she was entertaining us was laying down with her elbow bent and her hand on her head, chatting with her boyfriend for three songs, <laughs> and then wanting money from everybody sitting at the stage to which we also declined, but unlike your story, the bouncer didn't kick us out. She just stormed off the stage and was not seen from the rest of the night. I understand you withheld the money because you didn't get to see her little purple bottle. Oh my god. Also at oh, Solid Gold. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So yes. I have two yes. I have two stories now. That's yes. not our topic though. Our topic is Seven Rivers. <laughs> we broke off. We broke off. We're the, the tr- we're off the rails. Fuck Seven it. Rivers ended. So I forgot about the purple bottle. But yeah. okay, so I have one Seven Rivers adjacent story. Okay. All right, because you want to talk about how smooth Jason Masters is. Oh, I hope this is so the I, one I was going to bring so, up. So I want to talk about the time where Jason Masters was decidedly not smooth after a Seven Rivers show in Lacrosse. Okay. So we go and we work the show. And then we go downtown because they go, hey, you guys want to go downtown? What city was this? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Oh, okay. There is a downtown. You, you, you guys want to? You guys want to go down to the strip and go down to the bars down there? 
And we went, yeah, what the fuck, we're not doing anything. So we go down there, and I don't remember for the life of me the name of the bar, but it had a paradise theme or a island theme. It was like the Club, Car- Club Tuscan or something like that. Club Tuscany, something like that. And they go, hey, it's a $10, it's a $10 rail in here. It was $10, you call it, rails and tappers. Oh, wait, wait, so, wait, all night? Like, all yeah. night. So, yeah. Okay. Pay okay. ten bucks to get in, drink anything uh-huh. you want to like. And you know we're real cheap. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. No. No. I know, I know the gimmick because uh, Union House, where I used to bartend, ran that gimmick three nights a week, and people wondered why bartenders didn't make any tips. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we go in there because it's the perfect idea, and we get our wristbands. We find a table, okay, and Jason. They have a DJ. Jason Masters goes to work. Oh okay. my god, it was like watching a television. However, this is where I'm just going to butt in for just a second. You guys ever want to hit the classiest joint in lacrosse, you come with us. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I managed to find us the only black club in town. Yep. Ah. Okay, but it didn't matter. Nobody cared we were there. Oh, good. Everybody was cool. Like the, the, the record didn't scratch to no, a halt. No, but, when but you it's important in. that we bring that up. Because the side issue of that is also nobody cared if Jason Masters was right, there. Right, right. That's why I wanted to bring gotcha. that up. Nobody asked if they minded if they danced with your dates or anything like that. Exactly. Okay. So Jason Masters is going woman to woman. Starting at the top. Top down south. He's up top, right? Shot down. Shot down. What's up, girl? Let me highlight you for a minute. No, no, no. Alright. See you later. If you want to talk, I'm over here, bitch. Um, woman to woman to woman, just defeated. Okay? Uh, the whole time, obviously, we're getting drunker. We happen to notice at a point there is a larger woman there. Okay? She is there with an older woman. You're fucking this all. Okay, go ahead. So. We lose Buck for about a half an hour. And we decide we need to send out a search party. So with Jim gets up. Whoa! And starts walking around. And he comes back with a big old permagrin on his face. And he says, I found Masters. He's over there in the corner. So we look. The only thing in the corner is this giant fucking fat girl. Who we later found out was named Yolanda. Yolanda! So we get to we get to looking around a little bit, and we're noticing that no matter what the song is playing, she's got the same dance move for. Him. Oh boy! And what it is is it's just sort of a shake. It's like a standing seizure. <laughs> like if I had a guess, I'd say she wasn't dancing at all. Her knees were about to give, but <laughs> it's just my hunch. See, this is the joys of storytelling, because I was actually on the right path. At first, we noticed her and the older woman with the cane slash walker she had, and we went, oh. And the sweatpants. And the sweatpants. Later on, after getting shot down by probably about 13 women, Jason Masters looks at me and he goes, I'm going to have to do it, man. And he puts his head down real sad. Oh, my God. Real sad. Real sad. 
and he walks away. It wasn't just like his posture had changed. Yeah. He put his head down. He slumped his shoulders down. He like bent at the knees a little bit. And he just completely dejected. Walked across the entire dance floor. Put his hand around the waist as best he could of this (laughs) Around her hip. And he just starts kind of getting into that same seizure dance. Okay, now let me just say this. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that y'all got worked by Masters because his intention all along was to gravitate to the type of woman he loves, which is the house with shoes. I'll tell you that I'm going to say you're incorrect this time because I watched that dude strike out six, seven, eight, nine times. It was all of them. He was working that like, strike when we Back in those days, we used to go to these fucking towny places and he would walk up to the hottest girl there, and for some ungodly reason, they were like, holy shit, I'm really into this guy. He's a huge piece of shit, so I'm going to hang on in for a little bit. And he tried it on every girl in that club, and none of them were buying it, and he wasn't used to being turned I, away like Is that. the work, though, that you really secretly took him to a lesbian club? <laughs> I swear to God, if it hadn't worked on Yolanda, he would have gone for what we found out later was the older woman was Yolanda's mom. Right. She went out to the club with her mom, who, if the story is true, her mom used to be a prostitute. Yep. Right? And if you looked at Yolanda's mom's hands, right. she was like, one hand had a thumb and a pinky, kind of like a walrus claw, and the other one was kind of like in permanent devil so she horns. she was missing fingers? She had she lost looked- some digits. Like yeah. five. In a terrible frostbite hand gibber accident. It was uh, a, a very Pierre Paul kind of situation. I, I may have made up the hand gibber part, but definitely not the frostbite. I'll, t- I'll tell you that Masters probably would have went after her just to see what it's like to have the fucking crab hand job. Well, because he's already seen what it's like to have a ghoulie do it. So, let me ask you this. If I had Yolanda here right now and I was going to ask her a question, how would she answer this question? Vic, so Yolanda, have you lived in lacrosse your whole life? What? <laughs> oh. How about what? Oh. Quit playing with Jason on the phone. <laughs> yep. Alright. Uh, well, the, the one I want to tell is the night Jason Masters turned down a girl in Winona, Minnesota. I don't, Hold on a second. I don't know if that's Seven Rivers or uh, quick, Elite Pro. Can we go back to the ending Flip of the that switch. night? Can we just discuss for a moment the ending of that night at the $10 sense? all you can drink okay. and the spidey sense that kicked in? Can we go back to that so, for a moment? All right. At the In the offshoot of this bar, so there's the main bar... Then there's a side room. The side room is where we were, and the side room had a table set up. And then there is a large pane of window that's facing out towards the road. Right. Outside of the bar where lacrosse is. And you can see outside. And it's like a full floor-to-ceiling window. Um, We're sitting at the bar drinking while Masters is being driven into a wall (laughs) slowly. Mm. Uh, And all of a sudden, a woman walks past the room. Very quickly, very angrily, just walks past straight out the bar. But five minutes before that, I said, <laughs> we should probably get the hell out of here because something bad's about to happen. I can feel it. At which point, I was mocked <laughs> by Jack Spade and with Jim. 
<laughs> and so she walks out so mad, okay? At which point I declare, here we go. <laughs> Directly behind her is a man. Uh-oh. About the size of Warren Sapp. <laughs> oh, boy. Incredibly angry, storming out after her. So we very calmly, very slowly get up, and we grab our drinks, because by this point we're having mixed drinks, probably uh, rail brandy, brandy and, and coke, and yeah. cola. Yeah. And we Earth walk royal crowd. <laughs> probably a little bit of water. <laughs> and we walk over to the large window, and we sip our drinks while the argument is taking place outside. And by argument, he means Warren Sapp has this woman pinned to the car with his forearm. For the sake of the story, we'll call her Kelly Ripa. Okay. <laughs> so Warren Sapp has Kelly Ripa pinned to the car with his forearm on her neck. Okay? Right. Another woman, we'll call her Rosie O'Donnell. Hold on, we're laughing a lot. But this happened, this all happened very, very quickly. And I just want to assure people that if there was a way that we could have intervened, we would have. This story, not me, takes... I would, <laughs> I, I would have stood there drinking and repeatedly saying, I told you so, as I did. <laughs> this story probably took place in about a minute and a half. Yeah. Pinned down, another woman, Rosie O'Donnell, comes from down the road. To voice her displeasure. To voice her displeasure, puts her hand on Warren Sapp's shoulder... Warren Sapp turns around, one punch across Rosie O'Donnell's jaw. Rosie O'Donnell goes down and is out immediately. I feel like they were waiting. Like a 20-person brawl breaks out on the sidewalk. So now so somebody now decided to come to the defense of the fallen. Yeah, once yep. the woman got punched in the mouth. 20-person brawl starts. Not five seconds after that, three police cars oh, yeah. show up. Like they were standing waiting for something to go down first. Like, you know Warren Sapp's going to punch this girl, right? And then yeah, we but we're not going to intervene until someone gets so knocked out. So the cops swarm, and I declare, all right, Time to go. All right, now we can go. <laughs> <laughs> so we go and we peel Masters off of the wall, which she had <laughs> embedded him into. And we get the fuck out of there. And he's mad. Because we won't let him go bang Godzilla. <laughs> Don't worry, he did later. <laughs> and he got a phone And he out. got a phone out. Yeah. He did. So, but it hasn't always been that way for him. This is, this is really turning into a Jason Masters episode, but that's okay. Uh, there was a point in Winona when he couldn't. Or he, he refused. He did refuse. See, and that's... And I want you to tell that story, but here's why it's weird. Because... To me, any Ross family road trip we've been on, depending on which combination it was, it's usually me and Jim and Vic usually having a good time and talking wrestling. Lane, a little of both, and Masters, one track mind. Right. right? Sex. Yeah. So for him to refuse, I've got to hear this story. Because usually it's, hey, we're going back to the hotel. It's like, come on, man. I want to stay here a little longer. So right. what happened this time around? So it was, it was a Seven Rivers wrestling show. And Jason Masters earlier in the night worked Red Lightning. Oh God! I wouldn't want. To, I couldn't get it up either then. So, as I am known to do, I came out to get heat prior to the match, and I spotted this girl who looked like an extra from like an LA Guns video from '88. Okay, I know. Okay, a little bit of a mohawk, 
little some lip piercings, sure. lots of lip piercings. Yeah, yeah. like, all, like the uh, all the way across her top lip. Oh God! She had rings, lip piercing rings. Okay. Okay. Uh, as I'm garnering my heat, she yells something to me. At which point I point out that I wish she would hang a shower curtain from her face so I wouldn't have to look at her grill. <laughs> so, everything goes well. The show ends. I'm standing around with Chris Hansen, formerly uh, the promoter of SWE, uh-huh. and we're drinking a beer and shooting the shit. Uh-huh. And shower curtain face walks up. Making out with Livewire. She had made out with Livewire. Someone saw her making out with someone else earlier, uh, and they had also proclaimed that she had vomited. Uh, so this... Well, it probably tasted good to live wine. This she-beast... Yeah. Bellies up to Buck and puts her arm around him and says, You ready to do this? And he goes, Ugh! No! <laughs> At which point... She takes the highest of offense and punches him in the face. Whoa. And Hanson and I lose our shit laughing. And that's really the end of that story. So, to circle back to Solid Gold Strip Club, and we'll end the, we can end this subject here, because this has nothing to do with Seven Rivers in any way. Solid Gold Strip Club has the greatest... Strip club DJ of eternity. Are you into alcoholic depression on a microphone? <laughs> then this is the guy for you. So we work a mid uh, uh, MIW show. No, this was a SWE show. This I was can, an MIW. I swear show. to God, it was. I promise. All right. I promise. All right. We worked an MIW show, and we decide we want to go to a strip club. So we decide we're going to go to Solid Gold because it's right by Ricky's. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not even close. Ricky's is worse. Uh, uh, I've been there. <laughs> so we go in there, and there are women on stage. And Scott, Vic, you guys were there too. Mm-hmm. Okay? So for the sake of argument, how about we say a stripper named Cupcake is coming to the stage? So how would this strip club DJ announce a stripper named Cupcake to the stage? Scott, you want to take a shot at it? Um, I don't think I could do it justice. All right. I mean, I could, I, I, I could do it, but... Well, why don't you give your shot first? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, you go first. I'll, I'll give it a shot in a minute if yours doesn't live up to it. All right. You guys just saw Strawberry Cream. Coming to the stage at this time. Put your hands together. Get your money out for Cupcake. Cupcake, get on up there, girl, and show them your purple little butthole. Not bad. Not bad, but here's the thing. The per- okay, so let's not gloss over the purple butthole thing. Because that is... Not only did, did he say that, but he'd say that during dances. All right, show it, girl. That purple butthole again. Like, I swear if we took a drink every time Purple Butthole came up, and we weren't there that long, we would have been ham. It was like the DJ was challenged by a bartender to say one phrase. All right. On our way out now with the cutest little Purple Butthole you ever seen in your life. 
and I've seen my share of little purple buttholes. Here she is, Cupcake. Now, look at, I'm telling you, that's not a violet butthole. No, that's not indigo. That's a purple little butthole. So I was at home, and I was on my bed, and my cat jumped on my lap. And my cat wanted to get petted, so it lifted its tail and showed its purple little butthole. Coming to the stage! It's Edith. <laughs> Saddest part of that story. It's the only pussy I've had on my lap in a month. I will throw one more story out there from the Seven Rivers days. And we gotta keep it a little short because we're running out of time. But uh Dead Guy to Fool. Oh, that's not Seven Was that Seven Rivers or RC? That was City? River City. That was River City. Oh, so we shouldn't talk about it then. No, we could absolutely no, talk about it. Until that comes up in the head. Yeah, oh, let's well, talk about a yeah. guy dying in a pool. That really a guy died, all right? Found him in the pool. Listen, I'm going to be selfish. Thought, thought it was one of the workers. That guy fucked us over. We haven't been able to get into that pool after hours since. Damn. So, yeah, we, we stay at the same hotel every time that we come up to Lacrosse, and we have for a long, long time. Since we figured out all the other hotels in downtown Lacrosse are used for cooking methamphetamines. Okay, so obviously I don't want to end it on a dark note. <laughs> so let's talk briefly about Unk's Mess. I, I'm for it. I enjoy it. <laughs> it's too much food for Tell a Tell me human. what it is. Uh, it's a lot of potatoes and eggs and ham. And they have the audacity to serve it on a plate. It's like seven pounds of food. And it comes with fucking toast. Are you kidding me? See, the last few times, though, I feel... I don't want to say I feel cheated, because it was worth it. last few times I've been to lacrosse, we bypassed Unk's Mass for the steak buffet. Yep, the North Country Steak Buffet. Which is good. Like, I have no problems with it, but it's been a, it's been years since Unk's Mass. And the steak buffet is actually in the hat. So eventually, we'll it get is. to talk about some of our stories. Because it's bullshit. There's not one in Milwaukee. Of sitting... Starters. Of sitting at the steak buffet. Okay, fuck it. So the steak buffet, why wouldn't oh, you just Jesus get Christ. steak, okay? There's steak, and then they have, like, sides everywhere right. you go. And it's, like, old country buffet, Dude, but happen. they have steaks, okay? But I'm just saying you pay, like, $7. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to go eat mashed potatoes, I'm going to eat broccoli, and I'm going to eat beans. Fuck that, Maybe dude. I'll have Go steak. and get steak. Yeah. And then when you're done with that steak, go get another fucking steak. And then go get another steak, get another steak. And I have high blood pressure, and I'm willing to have high blood pressure. Why isn't there one in Milwaukee? Why the fuck did it take me so long to get to the steak buffet? What the fuck? Nobody told me about the steak buffet. All right. I guess there's no fuck rule for you this week. Not this week! <laughs> Not when it comes to steak. <laughs> I ate like seven steaks that day. It was amazing. That's what you should do. That's like 35 ounces of steak. I'm sitting watching my friends eating these sides and filling up on bullshit. Uh, can I'm I get some more broccoli while you eat your steak? Well, with Jim, you took a smooth off the topic. You <laughs> might as well wrap us up. Yeah, we, how about we wrap it up this way, since we've almost not talked about wrestling at all. Yeah, no. The whole time. Even when we were talking about a wrestling fed, I don't think we talked about wrestling. So what was your favorite entering moment at Seven Rivers Wrestling? What's your favorite match that you had or favorite promo or favorite time? All right, Holy that's all shit. the time we have. All right. <laughs> Do you even remember, does anybody at this table even remember who I worked in Caledonia? Uh, I thought you were in a tag. Yeah, was it me and Masters? Was it me and Lane? I think it was you and Lane. Do you know who we worked? Because Masters was in that 
triple threat that he busted his shoulder up in. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, Honestly, I don't remember many matches from Seven Rivers because, you know, that wasn't what we went for. Remember the unintentional big time when we showed up, like, the match before Maine? Well, that's also in the hat. That is in the hat. That's in the hat. Oh. Dickieville. Um, So we'll tell that story. Uh, I had some matches that I thought were decent. I had uh, one against Derek, uh, D-Rock. That was pretty good. Uh, I did a lot with Butchie Davis Uh, up there. A lot of comedy with Butchie. Sadly, so did I. Um, We, without Seven Rivers, we would have never gotten to work some of our bigger matches that we ended up working for Livewire. Yep. So without getting those Seven Rivers bookings, there wouldn't be the times where we got to work like Perry Saturn. That match would have never happened. So Do you know that, uh, I don't know if it's in the head or not, but I think I have a record because I wrestled Butchie Davis and three times in a row he vomited in the ring. True story. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I did that one. Have that a, be in the hat. Do you have a favorite Seven Rivers memory? I don't really. Um, All of them were knocked out by Steve Stardom's pile driver. I, yep. I, I can tell you that story briefly. Very briefly. So we worked a tag match, and everything was great. And I'm in streets, lanes and streets, and we're ready to go. We're ready to do this after party thing. And next thing you know, they're like, hey, guys, we're sending all the heels out. Because sometimes you work shows where they don't actually plan shit, and they're just like, hey, it's the end of the show. We still want to wrestle. Let's all go do a rumble or some bullshit. But in this occasion, uh, they need all the heels out to go do something. Steve Stardom's supposed to play this big baby face, blah, blah. And I go out there, and I'm like, sure, we can cluster fuck it up. Why not? And I go out there in my streets. I got my shirt on, my shorts. And Steve Stardom pulls me out from the outside of the ring, pulls me into the ring. And I don't know what's going on. I have no fucking idea. But I know that he hooked me like Triple H was going to hook you for a pedigree. And I said, okay, maybe I'm getting a pedigree here. Maybe that's what's going on. This dude goes for a fucking pile driver, lets go of my arms, drives my head. By the way, I have a broken neck. There is steel and titanium in my neck holding my shit together. This dude lets go of my arms, drops me straight on my fucking head, and I couldn't move for ten minutes. That was not a good ending of the show. So you got Thank God I'm here to save it from you (laughs) as usual. My favorite Seven Rivers wrestling memory isn't a match at all. It was the precursor to a match. Jason Masters used to love to do the Too Cold Scorpio dance for us when we play the song. <laughs> so I switched this song out, and he threw a tantrum and wouldn't come to the ring. I remember Scott, that. Scott, take us home, brother. Well, we've come to the merciful end of show three, the Ross Family uh, Matters podcast. Episode four will be better. Maybe. This uh, is so. most no likely our most offensive show <laughs> Probably. Uh, that we've ever done. There was abuse so, against women. There was long-distance drunk driving. Yeah. yeah. So crop Maga. I think what happened was a lot of people came out there and, and bared their souls and, and their dirty laundry. But we look forward to four. I can't promise it'll be warmer or colder in our little recording studio. But thanks for listening. Keep those questions coming. You can find us on Facebook. Have a good day. Krav Maga!